to have a look at the proceedings at the uh, the the media committee. Uh, should I say I nearly called it the musical committee, the media uh, <laughs> committee there today uh, because it was back another another RT repeat. One might call it Ashling uh, RT back in front of the committee today. Um, not everybody. Ex RTE uh, w- was there. Um, so tell us who was in the delegation, and and more to the point, perhaps who wasn't there. It's easier. Well, I don't know if it's easier actually to name who wasn't there because there's kind of an equal amount who did come and who didn't come. So the media committee were keen to hear from both current and former executives in RTE and board members, current and former board members. After two reports emerged, uh, one about uh, exit packages or voluntary exit programs and package programs that were uh, done in RTE um, and another report about the toy show The Musical uh, which lost two, over 2.2 million euro for the broadcaster. So they were keen to get to the bottom of what happened um, around those and have some, I suppose, public accountability. So who they asked was they asked all of the current board uh, of which I think all attended. They asked some former board members um, but particularly they in particular um, they asked the former chair of the RTE board, Maya Doherty, who was in that position for eight years and um, she did not attend she gave her apologies and she uh, cited for personal and family reasons she couldn't be there and um, they also asked the former director of strategy who was an executive at RTE Rory Coveney and he was uh, quoted as or I suppose labelled as being the driving force behind the toy show the musical in the report investigating it he refused to come before the committee and actually highlighted the amount of hours that he had already uh, spent testifying in front of them before he resigned from RTE they also wanted to hear from the former Chief Financial Officer of RTE Breda O'Keefe who got a, a voluntary exit package although her role was not made redundant the package was not compliant with the redundancy rules set by RTE and it was not signed off by the executive as was procedure for packages like that. She also refused to attend. She cited I suppose the distress she's felt in the last number of months and the intrusion on her personal and professional life after the revelations emerged about how she left RTE um, so, um, and then also the former other former Chief Financial Officer in RTE Richard Collins who people will might remember from a previous Oireachtas Committee meeting he was asked a lot about the Ryan Tuberty payments um, and what happened with the accounting around that um, and at one point he was asked his salary at which he didn't in, in when initially asked know his salary um, he, he did follow up to say it was over 200,000 euro but um, that Richard, Mr. Collins uh, also refused to attend and he resigned um, in October. So there was and a. And of course, the former Director General. And the former. Yes, yeah, so I suppose, mm-hmm. I suppose mm-hmm. the kind of. The overarching person missing here, uh, all those people I've mentioned just now, Colm, they all have at one point come before an Oireachtas committee to answer questions. But the former Director General Dee Forbes, who was in situ during the Toy Show musical, she was in situ during the voluntary exit package, uh, the controversial one that was given to the former Chief Financial Officer. And we now know that it was an agreement between the Chief Financial Officer and Dee Forbes that, that created that arrangement and was not brought by the entire executive. Dee Forbes, again, her solicitors uh, contacted the committee to say that she was undergoing medical treatment and she was not available, which has been, uh, medical reasons have been the issue that she hasn't come before the committee at any stage in the last over seven, nearly eight months now. All right. And we we did understand from the current Director General, Kevin Backhurst, today that (coughs) Breed O'Keefe has a number of things she would like to have had pointed out towards the committee mm-hmm. which she supplied to Kevin Backhurst in legal correspondence but I think he informed her he told the committee today that if she wanted to make those points to the committee she she would 
they would perhaps be better made uh, in person. So what new things did we learn today? Well, it's very difficult coming out of some of these committees, column to glean if we have learned anything new. Sometimes we are going over old ground, but in particular, this committee was very focused on learning the facts um, and I suppose the opinions of those who were involved around what happened with Toy Show the Musical. And they were also very focused on learning more about uh, Breda O'Keefe, the former Chief Financial Officer, who you just mentioned there, about her exit package. So one thing we did learn, Mr uh, Kevin Backhurst, the Director General of RTE, came under quite significant pressure from politicians today to reveal the amount of money that Miss O'Keefe got in her exit package. He he refused, I suppose, initially when asked, and he cited confidentiality and cited legal, significant legal pressure that RTE has been put under over um, this particular issue around her exit package, citing, as you said, a solicitor's letter even up to yesterday. Um, but he revealed that that package was €450,000. It was, I suppose, uh, broadly and widely speculated that it was €400,000 or more uh, because of the way the scheme went, how long she was in RTE, it was easy to calculate. It was kind of, it's, I, I think for, it was like a, a lot of those schemes calculated on the basis of six years per year of service exactly. or so it was two years salary. And she, she was paid €200,000 and so we were able to kind of ascertain that it was a large number of a large amount of money but what's interesting is that Kevin Backhurst did say it um, and this was uh, the Fine Gael uh, TD Alan Dillon saying that it's in the public interest we need transparency around this and finally Kevin Backhurst conceded what he also though conceded and um, it's it was less of a it was less pressure and, a more, and more so potentially let it slip that um, the former uh, director of strategy who was involved with Toy Show the Musical Rory Coveney also resigned last year amid this scandal in the in the weeks after it broke um, and he admitted that Rory Coveney got an exit package when he resigned from the broadcaster now the he, Shin- he declined to, and he declined to, to, declined to say how, how, how much no he Sorry. declined to say how, how yes. much that was and he yeah. declined to say how much that was uh, the Sinn Féin deputy Thomas Gould uh, you know put ba- Mr Backhurst under pressure to say hang on here uh, you know, resignations—they don't come with exit packages. Where, where was the rationale for this? Mr. Backers kind of explained that uh, you know there had there had to be, I suppose, a, a an agreed resignation, um, where you know it was the balance on balance they had to come to an agreement, and this kind of paints the picture that. It was rather than, you know, the deputies have said to me after the meeting that it was rather than, I suppose, Mr. Coveney falling on his sword um, in a resignation, which is how it was painted. They have they said and remarked at the committee. Um, now it seems that there was a, a payoff. Uh, an exit package is what Mr. Backers described it as. So um, deputies are now TDs on the media committee and also on the public accounts committee um, are now calling for those exit packages to be revealed. Mr. Backers wouldn't reveal it at the committee. Um, he also would not reveal what exit package or if any exit package was given to the former Chief Financial Officer Richard Collins. So he will come under pressure okay. again to reveal those. Okay, so but we did understand there was a mix. Some people got exit packages, other people didn't. And he declined to say what the overall amount was for all of the exit packages was agreed because he, he thought by a process of elimination, uh, people might be able to figure out who got what. Uh, Marie Sherlock, you were on the committee, you had questions to ask. But on that specific issue, uh, were most of your questions answered today? Um, no, well, I think this the 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 reality is that I think uh, you know the the media committee and of course the PAC has been meeting now over the last eight months, and it's been characterised by the absence of 
Dee Forbes in particular, but also specifically Rory Coveney and Moya Doherty today. And and I think, you know, to, to, to the point that Ashley was just making there about the exit package for Rory Coveney, um, th- there is... You know, obviously been in a huge attempt by Kevin Backhurst over the last number of months to say, you know, we have a new culture now. We, you know, we're, we're making a break with the past. And yet we learn today that there was exit packages for some resigning and not for others. Now, that is a kick in the teeth to those who sought to go on the voluntary exit. Well, one pack. of the people who resigned, I think, was only about three, three, three weeks off retirement anyway, in the case of, of, of Geraldine O'Leary. So it, it, it may not have applied well, there. Well, there was, well, well, the key in the case of the former Director General, there was uh, a suspension before there was a resignation. So you can make of that as, yeah, as, and there was, of, of what you will. And there was the Chief Finance... And, the, and there was the Chief Financial officer as well of course so the key the, I suppose but the key issue here is that you know it, when people were applying for the voluntary exit package um, the 2017 programme some were denied that and they had to walk out of RT with not a penny in their pocket from their time here in RT so that upstairs downstairs culture of again looking after some at the very top and yet having a fine co- to, a fine uh, tooth comb approach to, 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 to the ordinary workers here to those who are, who are, who are keeping RT afloat I think um, was certainly one of the things that, that really struck me today. I, I suppose the other big aspect for me today was, it, you know, we now have the unredacted version of the Grant Thornton report into Toy Show the Musical. And it paints um, a very uh, stark picture about the lack of communication and indeed the, you know, I suppose it was very much confirmed by the board members today, the, the passion of misleading communication that had happened repeatedly throughout 2022 with regards to this production. But I think the, what was... The, the absence, I suppose, of any communication rather than people being told the wrong thing. There were select people who were who weren't told. Things. And in fairness, I suppose Dar Hickey and others made the point today. They were asking questions, but they were told certain things. Um, uh, but 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 ultimately, I suppose what what the point I was making to Kevin Backhurst today is that you know it, 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 we talk about the financial losses to RTE, but none of us have ever have talked up until now about the very real impact on people's professional reputation and livelihoods of those who were associated with the production. And we saw that very powerful article in The Independent this morning by Lisa Tierney-Kew, who was the original, well, she 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 was brought in in April 2022 to write the script. It, but she was told know, to have four drafts written by August and, and, and the the agreement to hire the convention centre had already been had signed. Had already been done. And, but then she was, she was effectively fired in August. There was no full-time writer on the production um, and, and, and I suppose unfortunately for her, her name continues to be associated with the production even though it wasn't her full script that ultimately right. was on stage. So the key point here is that there are people's livelihoods who've been very badly affected and we haven't spoken about any of that. But like ultimately... The key issue for me today is that we have a head of HR in RT who remains in situ. Um, very serious mistakes were made. And that culture of just keeping the head down when the Director General asked questions, like the directors are paid too much to not ask questions. Okay, well, and, I, and, and that, and, 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 and I suppose I, I, I do have serious concerns about, you know, the future of HR within okay, here. Well, the, the person to whom you're referring is uh, Emer Cusack. She's the head of HR. She was told back in 2017 that the, um, the, director, the sorry, the chief financial officer was to depart under the terms of a voluntary exit programme. She questioned whether or not the that would achieve any savings. She was assured by the director general uh, that it would, but ultimately uh, the uh, head, the, the CFO uh, was ultimately replaced. The question was, 
that whether or not uh, that should have been proactively raised by the head of HR or indeed, you know, the, it, or was it the job of the director general to bring that to the executive board? And the reason I give that long preamble is because we have a clip of Imelda Munster of Sinn Féin, a member of the media committee, uh, challenging Emer Cusack, the head of HR, uh, about whether or not she believed she should have brought this to the attention of more people inside RTE. But my point is that at no stage did you intervene as head of HR, at no stage did you speak up and say what has been done here is wrong. So my next question is, and I'm, believe me when I say I'm trying to understand here, my next question is, were you afraid of D Forbes? Were you afraid of questioning her? Were you afraid of, you know, tackling her on this? Were you afraid of her? I had no... I had no reason not to trust that the savings wouldn't be That's made. That's not my question. I asked because of what we've just gone through, where there was three different opportunities for you to speak up, and each one you said, I didn't question it, that was, she was the head book cat. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking you, in your position as director of HR, were you afraid to question D Forbes? I wasn't afraid of D Forbes. You weren't afraid of her. You absolutely weren't. So that means then, that is clear enough then. That means that you just didn't do your job. That was Imelda Munster questioning RTE uh, head of HR, Emer Cusack. Uh, Colin Burke, looking at the committee today, we had you know the, the uh, report on the exit package has been discussed, the report on, on Toy Show, the musical, some discussion of licence fee and some discussion of so-called uh, bogus self-employment contracts. What questions remain for you? Well, I think there we we've received clarification in quite a number of areas. You know, the big I suppose challenge for both committees, both for the public accounts committee on which I'm which I'm on and the media committee is the <clears throat> the fact that the director general at the time has never come before any committee, and there are still a lot of questions that we have not got answers to from her. The likelihood is now is that she will not come before any committee at any time. Um, the Public Accounts Committee are back in looking at this again to see what further information do we need or have we sufficient information now to finish off our reports on this and finalise it. And it's clear that, you know, starting from the barter account, the lack of accountability there where there were, uh, it, it appears that w uh, just a very small number of people had control of that. Then you look at the exit package of Miss O'Keefe. Again, didn't, you know, the procedures weren't there when you went over a certain amount of money with regards being paid out, who were the people that ticked the boxes before it could be paid out? It appears that one or two people had a huge amount of control without any accountability. And the fact then is, what is the role of the board? If the board is not made aware of these issues, then it raises serious questions about is there a proper structure of and do you, do, you, do you take any uh, reassurance from what uh, board members of RTE and indeed the Director General said that processes are in place at this stage to ensure that could not happen again? I think one of the things that we need to get is we need full transparency in relation to the packages paid out because of the fact that, remember, this is taxpayers' money. The taxpayers are entitled to know. And I think that we will not, uh, RT will not uh, start building, rebuilding the trust with the general public until such time as that's, that's full accountability. And they're not satisfied at this stage that there still has not, uh, that we still don't have all of the procedures in place. In particular, some of these exit packages were after this whole issue in which the barter account started. So if we can't get accountability now, then how do we hope to build back up the trust right. with RT? Well, of all of the exit packages, the, the Breed O'Keefe's one was the only one of, with which there was an issue according to um, the uh, the uh, McCann Fitzgerald report, which uh, the, the um, 
and there are 10 others that have been re- referred to to revenue, but the, the report also found that the issues were entirely on the side of RTE rather than the individual uh, who, who got the package. In the absence of, I suppose, trust being restored, Michael Collins, do you think it's too early then for government to make a decision uh, on the licence fee? Should that be contingent on that? Should there be a waiting period? Or is it time to put RTE on a stable footing on the basis of the assurances that were offered to the committee today? I think the, <clears throat> I think the public out there would like to see uh, RTE on a stable footing. But unfortunately, uh, we've been drip fed week in, week out, month in, month out with different information, our new news, our new information that makes the the whole uh, running of RTE calls into serious, serious question. And today this figures are 450,000 exit package. This talks about the toy show that will cost 2.2 million, uh, made a loss of 2.2 million, where board members were not uh, told, or some were told that they were, uh, it was going to make a profit. What I, I question, It comes into question, what was the board doing in the first place? I'm in a lot of voluntary organisations, there's boards struggling, and voluntary organisations struggling all over the country. And when we hear this, it, it annoys people and it frustrates people. It's our national uh, broadcasting station it needs to be put right. It needs to come out clean clean and it's not coming clean it seems like everything is like dragging blood out of a turnip and that's an impossible task and it seems like an impossible task here for the committee to have to do this it shouldn't be that case RT should put their hands up in the air this is what's happened this is the mistakes we made this is the payments that were made and this is the way we're going to do business going forward. Mr. Uh, Brockhurst said that, you know, he wants to put things right. He wants to re-establish uh, trust. He said that uh, he wants to put confidence. There's, there's no confidence at this present time in RT. So no matter what he does, uh, he does himself, and he's trying. It looks to me as if he's making an effort. It's blown away in the next committee meeting because we hear about payments that were never recognised prior to this. So something has to give somewhere and somebody has to sit down and say we're going to do this right and do it for once and for all and then re- try and restore confidence in our national broadcasting station because it's not here at this present time because of people withholding information and former board members not appearing before that there were seemed to me that were well looked after to sit down and say this is the way things were ran. Yes, mistakes, shocking mistakes are made. Look at all the staff here on RT. Look at all the decent people that are upset over this, and extremely upset over this, and they and and they have not been recognised throughout this. I think um, that work here on the grounds, work here everywhere, all over RTE, and work for a very modest uh, wage, and they're looking at this extravagance going on behind our back, and nobody accountable, no hands up in the air and saying we were wrong. Just finally and briefly on the uh, on that, Colin Burke, do you think that? Um Things are any closer to a decision. There's been independent reports commissioned. There are the uh, RTE executives, those that have made themselves available, have have uh, come in front of the committee. There's been apology after apology from the chair of the board, from from the director general. Is that enough, or is there more work to be done? No, I think in fairness, I think we've got an awful lot of information um, over the last number of months. I think the public accounts committee will proceed to draft its report. We may look for uh, a further. Um, um, meeting with um, people from RTE but we, I think we have a substantial amount of work done. I think we now need to move on for RTE and rebuild that trust and we also need to put in place a proper structure about the funding of RTE uh, and I think it's important that we have that and that RTE is independent from government as well because it's extremely important from the point of view of that independence that it, government cannot interfere and therefore the structure of financing has to be sorted as well. Uh, right. I'm, um, I'm going to take from that you're, you're not in favour of, uh, of direct exchequer funding then. Um, well, no, I, I think I think we can have exchequer funding but that the, the, the issue has to be 
that there is independence, that government cannot interfere with the funding that RTE are getting, whatever level of support it's going to be. Very, very briefly. Yeah, but sure it's important to say that, like, is in this interminable debate about how we actually fund public service broadcasting in this country, um, you know, is also damaging to RTE in itself. So the government can't make up their mind. This issue predates the crisis in RTE that the government didn't take on its own commission on the, uh, on, on the future media's recommendation about the financing of RTE. And the reality is we have a broken system, like, is in, you know, that it, RTE relies and 45% of its income from advertising. There's nowhere else across the European Union that that way it's done. Malta, I think, comes close to about 18%. So there does need to be changes, but the government itself is feeding okay. that uncertainty we, and that lack of no, confidence yeah, in RT. We are going to come forward with proposals. We got it. I know, but it's been going on we, for we years. We've got to take now. a break. We have other forward. topics to cover. We're back after this. <clears throat> the Late Debate with Colm O'Mungon on RTE Radio 1.